We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Everybody getting a lot of work done today? Yes. Productivity is through the roof. There is no more roof. So productive. Uh, how you doing, Jeremy Cohen? What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm tired. You know, didn't get that much sleep last night. John, I don't know if you heard. Uh, Kevin Durant decided the trade would go through, or at least it happened at like 105 a.m. So Kevin Reds Durant about to go to on, bed. The trade occurred. Kevin. Oh yeah, so he, he he was he came he signed with a team he, in Brooklyn. Yes, several yeah. years ago. Yes. How uh, did that they, go for him? Um, not great. It probably no. could have gone better. Uh, yeah, okay. it is. That is a shame. Really is. Yeah, I hate to see it. Um, okay, well that's that's good. <laughs> Third blues brother over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I <clears throat> I believe in karma, right? I there's a certain level of laughing at misfortune, and then flash to us being like, "What the hell just happened with our own team?" Um, okay, as the Hawks trade Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky. For Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando, not the Knicks, biggest, but <laughs> biggest deal of the day. Yes, but and I know that's what everyone's waiting for, right? But um, yeah, it's can, crazy. Can enough. I just make a, 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 we'll, we'll get into all the so just right at the top, uh, the rumor right now, which is coming out of multiple places outside of Chicago, um, is that the Knicks are talking to Chicago uh, about Levine, and um, uh, this is coming. So Joe Cowley, who Joe Cowley's a he's a he's a newspaper guy um, with the Chicago was it Chicago Sun Times? Yeah, Chicago Sun Times. So reputable, reputable outfit. Been around for a little while. Um, said that the talks started last night, um, broke off, and then they picked up today. There's someone else out of Chicago who I believe is also um, spitballed the possible package. I thought it was interesting that in the piece that Cowley just released five minutes ago. Um, I think the line was something along the lines of it, it, it is believed that some draft capital would be involved, um, which is an interesting way of phrasing what perhaps the framework of such a deal uh, is. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <clears throat> Derek Rose's name continues to be out there. Uh, I believe Ian Begley was the first to report that the Kings are an interested suitor um, for what it's worth. Um, I I, I think the Kings are Kings are interested, or at the very least, my understanding is that those two teams of the Knicks and Kings have been talking a lot. I have no idea what the Kings want with Derrick Rose. Do you have any idea what the Kings want with Derrick Rose? Not entirely sure. Maybe no. just they're a younger team, so maybe they want someone who's a little bit more battle tested, veteran of that type. I'm not sure. And and if you're looking at the Kings salary cap sheet, um, and you're seeing Rashawn's home, Rashawn Holmes, big 
fat contract there and uh, asking yourself, well, what do we need with another center? Keep in mind that thanks to the trade the Knicks made last night, they could do a three for one. And so they could do something like, I think it would be like Len, Terrence Davis. And uh, I think there's another salary that probably makes the math work. So, yeah. The only issue is then you're running into a tax problem next year because Holmes has a guaranteed salary. No, I'm saying that not, not Holmes. Not, oh, oh, I see yeah. you're saying. I'm saying compile, do a three for Lentera one. Davis, I, Alex, yeah, Len, exactly. Yep, that makes sense. So that will work. I don't know what the Kings would send. Um, we'll see. Uh, the only other rumor of the day, as far as I know it, and then I'll check in with you, see if you've heard anything else, is uh, a, an article from... This is it's actually, I think this article dropped when we were like finishing up last night from James Edwards III of The Athletic, uh, covers the Pistons, said the Knicks, along with the Lakers and... Um, Bucks, right? Bucks had been, um, uh, you know, interested in Boyan Bogdanovich, which is that's interesting. You know, he's a good player, older yes. player, good player. Uh, that's it. I, I, anything else that you want to start at the outside? I want to say one thing on the Nets trade from last night, the Kevin Durant trade and the Lakers trade, but I'll, I'll turn it to you first. Yeah, well, I guess working backwards, the Bogdanovich deal doesn't make a ton of sense to me considering they've added heart um moving forward with that you know yeah i i <laughs> it's funny because last night i was messaging with fred and what we were saying was <laughs> i said to him how a lot of people are going to be staying up tonight because they're just in awe of the fact that kevin durant was traded and i'm the type of psychopath who's going to be up trying to figure out how Derek Rose gets to Milwaukee. Uh, so we were two peas in a pod in that sense, but a lot of chaos. It, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how this goes. Something has to give. They're just a lot of moving parts here. The fact that I don't know, it was quiet for a moment. Now we've seen some minor trades, but it always comes down to, it always comes down to the price. What's the yeah. cost of something. And I don't know if we yeah. want to get into if we want to keep burying the lead any longer, I just want to say, so on Tuesday, there was a report and it was from Alex Kennedy about how the Knicks, the Lakers and the Mavs are among teams with interest in Zach Levine. And mind you, Woj has already reported about Levine. Ian Begley has reported about it weeks a couple ago, of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So it's out there, right? Like th- this is something that's not new. And on Tuesday, <laughs> I messaged our good friend Prez and I said like, you know, not so much suggesting this, but I wonder if this is a target for the summer because once RJ's poison pill is expired, the math of RJ and Fournier salary works almost perfectly for Levine. Like it's off by a million, but it like it works just like that. And thinking of draft pick comp, what that would look like, all these various things. I didn't think that we'd get to this point today. I thought this was maybe something we'd evaluate in the summer. Um, But it's just very timely, I guess. It's just... Listen, we were talking about it last night. And well, maybe we can save it in the event that it's actually traded. Or that, you know, someone like RJ is actually traded. But it just... It didn't feel like a reassuring thing in terms of where RJ's standing was. The Knicks do want someone who has a little bit more pull-up gravity, especially at the two. But it really depends on who's going to be there because RJ's, you know... A wings able to play next to Grimes. A lot of things going on there, but yeah, it's it's just it's about cost. It's really it, and I don't I don't love Levine as a player. I, I think the way that well, I'll save it for if when I'll, I'll say is if the Knicks don't trade for Levine, they could reevaluate in the summer. The same reason where how the how KCP that deal went with the Wizards, yeah, and with the Nuggets. It's the framework being laid down. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, and maybe then this is summer. I, I do just want to say regarding the the math of it, as I, I know you already did as well, you can make it work. Um, as far as it's Fournier, Rose, who I'm sure if they did a trade with the Bulls, that Derek Rose would be going back to Chicago. Yeah. Um, you'd need uh, Fournier in there for salary purposes. You could put RJ in, and then what that does is create a massive amount of uh, outgoing money, or sorry, excuse me, not a massive, I mean, it does create a massive amount of outgoing money for the Knicks, creates a whole lot more incoming money for the Bulls. You could get there as far as matching by doing Levine, Alex Caruso, who, um, has there been a report that the Knicks have checked in on Caruso? I forget if... 
I feel like it's moot now with Hart on the team. Might, right? Well, like, yeah. Wouldn't they share a similar archetype in oh, that yeah. sense? They would not less on the offensive side, but certainly defensive. Yeah. Um, and one more small salary. I think a million bucks gets you there. So it, it wouldn't have to be a lot. Um, and then whatever the draft compensation is. But again, even that, as you said, it's, it's a lot of moving parts. So who knows? And then the, the issue. The, so again, it's not impossible, but the issue with building any of these sorts of trades, if it's then if you then go like, all right, well, you know, then the Knicks will will send out another whatever, throw an OB in the deal. Well, that changes the math. And then you got to account for that. So it it is complicated. It is a lot easier to do in the summer. Um, I think it's entirely possible they do a Levine deal without including RJ. Um, would you be, wh- let me ask you this. Would you be more surprised if they did one with RJ now before the deadline, not the summer with RJ or without RJ? At this point, I'd be more surprised if they did it without RJ, just based on the fact, it's like, well, where is he? H- how is he playing? Like there's a usage. Thing how many here. balls are there in the, on the court? Right. There's only one. And it's sort of thing where you could benefit. Like, are you reducing him to the role that he had with the We Here season? It, that seems like a trickier thing to do. He's going to feel squeezed out. There are only so many minutes to go by. The Knicks clearly love quickly. They love Grimes. Uh, you know, at a certain point, like I'm not comfortable trading either of those players for Zach Levine. I'm not saying that they are untouchable. I'm saying for Zach Levine, no interest in trading them. Um, the Houston Rockets are hey. sending Eric Gordon to the Clippers. Well, oh, goes back to the Clippers. Interesting. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He started. He started his career there, right? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, uh, but yes, it's um, it's just a lot. I'd be surprised if RJ were still here, based on how everything would fit. Uh, yeah, I um, I'm curious what the return is because the Clippers do have a distant. Uh, first round pick that they could trade, and it, I don't, I don't think they have a whole lot of seconds left to trade. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe the, the Rockets caved and are going to settle for like a second round pick or two second round picks. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> well, interest. I'm just thinking salary wise, it's either Kennard or it's um, Jackson. I mean, they wouldn't trade Powell. Uh, no, no. Oh, it, no. well, it could be Covington. They could be trading Covington. They need more. It has to be Covington. How much? What does Covington make? I thought he made. Is, does he make fourteen or like ten? I forget. I think it's like eleven. So they would be Covington. 14. So you can do Covington and Wall. Have you, can they? Oh wait, you can could Wall actually, be traded? Oh, uh, <laughs> can Wall be traded back to Houston? Uh, I don't know. We're speculating yeah. about this. I'm sure it'll be reported it'll. soon. Just regarding the RJ thing, um, <laughs> like the notion from a basketball. First of all, who's defending? On that team, uh, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, uh, Zach Levine, and and Jaylen, and uh, Julius Randle. I, ju- I mean, I just hate multi-team, multi-team deal. Okay, I just don't like the basketball fit at all. And people are probably, you know, me, resident R.J. hater, are going to be like, oh, but I bet you love the basketball fit if you removed R.J. and and then put in somebody else in his place, and all of a sudden the basketball fit's going to be great. No. And this is why this is my greater issue with the Levine thing is like so much like Julius. I mean, talk about two guys who are for as much as their games are different, are similar in a lot of ways. Supremely talented basketball players, right? Julius Randle, Zach Levine. We've seen them be. We've seen them be components to winning. Zach Levine was um, an all star last season and the Bulls were in first place 40 or 50 games into the year. I mean, that was the thing that happened. So it's not like it can't happen. It can happen. But it's Kinnard. precarious. What? I'm sorry. Kennard to it's the Kinnard. Grizzlies. And hey, for whatever it's worth, if we if we interrupt each other announcing trades. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, everything's fair game. Kinnard, so I. Interesting. So because the Grizzlies were not rumored to be like in on OG Ananobi, but there was speculation as to whether the Grizzlies would get in on a potential OG Ananobi deal. I, I wonder so if, what that. If Kennard's going to the Grizzlies, are we do we think Danny Green's leaving? Has to be. It's the only salary. Or, I mean, I don't think they're trading Brooks out. John Wall is going to the Grizzlies. Right? No, the Rockets are the Rockets are acquiring John Wall. So they have more money that they will... More dead money they'll eat. <laughs> For John Wall. That's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, so like Levine and Randall on the same court it just worries me because I don't... 
I hate calling players like low hoops IQ players because I don't think that that's true. I don't think Randall's a low hoops IQ player. I don't think Levine is a low hoops IQ player. I think there are they are players that they are better in certain certain roles, and the more you give them, they're perhaps maybe diminishing returns. Not in terms of shots. Both players can take a ton of shots, but like I hope people get a sense of what I'm talking about here, and um, that would. That would worry me. That's all. The way I see it, and I'll break the own rule that I impose, where it was, hey, if the Knicks trade for Levine, but I think there's going to be so much chaos happening, I'd rather say it in a moment of calm. Sure. The way that I see it, if the Knicks were to make a move to get Levine, I don't believe they feel he is, hey, when we are a contender, Zach Levine's on this team. I, I think the way that they see 100%. it is we want to turn what we have into something better. And then a few years from now, we want to turn Levine into something even better than that. Or even the problem sooner. with that is you need to ensure that Levine is healthy enough yep. and that his knee is not a problem because that's that's the number one thing. If you have difficulty moving his contract and you are getting it, you're giving up assets to acquire him and then he hurts you later, then that's a problem. But what I am very curious about from Chicago's perspective, are they going to view this contract as a positive, as a neutral? Or is negative because uh, Levine's. If, Levine's correct because if they view it as oh he'll be fine, then that means that the Knicks would have to pay more of a premium. Yep. Um, okay, there's Danny Green. He's going to Houston. Good there call. It is. Uh, well, is expiring money. He's barely played, but all right. But they've been I, talking I up. Oh, well, we we like Danny Green, veteran presence, the whole nonsense. That's why they were talking it up. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I stand on the Levine conversation for the moment it's just it's all about how do we get better to eventually get to the next step we talked about yesterday it's not a to b it's a to q or a to z or whatever whatever letter you want to talk about stepping stone it's just you know again all depends on price and there's an opportunity cost as well which is which has to be factored in i thank you that was the other yeah yeah i mean you covered it there's an opportunity cost obviously the more well Almost regardless of what you give up, there is an opportunity cost because you now have Zach Levine here and you cannot just assume that he will be as easy to flip, perhaps depending on how things go, as you alluded to, as you know, the the salary that you that you have. Because again, the health thing is an issue. Um if you paired those three players, to say nothing of if you paired RJ with those three players, if you just paired Levine with Brunson and Randall. I mean, you would need to insulate that team with just a whole lot of defense and a whole lot of really good role players who are buy into their roles and accept their roles and are good at their roles. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't. I don't know that I have much else to say right now. Mm. Yeah, I think we covered it for now. Let's let's wait and see what happens because speculating on something that has been like lightly reported just feels like maybe a little bit of a a little, a little premature. Yeah. Um, the Lakers and the let's go back to Kevin Durant. So I think I said this last night. If I didn't, I should have that. Like I, I saw people praising the Lakers trade as like a good trade for them. And I agree. It is good value in a vacuum, but at the same time, it's like, well, but they still won't win a championship. And to me, it's like, okay, well is, is something a good a good trade for a team that is very 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 much built to win now? If it doesn't get you where you want to go, and maybe it does, who knows? I think the Nets thing is kind of like a cousin to that point that I made. In that, I think the Nets did well with the Kevin Durant trade. I think they got back. I think I. It seems pretty clear that Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, had no. What do we got here? Clippers are trading. Well, it's had, maybe the Lakers. Lakers right? yeah. 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 Lakers trading the Lakers. Pat Bev. Yeah. I'm sure hopefully he'll get that right. Um yeah, so anyway, it was uh, it's Beverly to the magic for Mobamba. Interesting. That's man, there's a different different looking Lakers roster in a few days. Um so yeah, it seems like Joe Sai didn't have an appetite to take this into the summer, didn't have an appetite to try to navigate the 
um, rough waters of negotiating with teams who maybe knew that Kevin Durant didn't want to go to their team and how that process would play out. Um, all, all that and whatever, which is fine. That's within his right. And considering all of that and considering that Durant clearly wanted to be a son to get what he got, like he did pretty well. Um, that said, I, I don't, I don't like last week, a week ago today, I think you could have talked yourself into the Nets being a championship contender. After Kyrie, pre-Durant trade, you could still maybe talk yourself into it, depending on like, ooh, do they have a Van Vliet move in them? Do they have another move in them? They, they felt like they were still one move away. Now, there was, that conversation is over. The Nets are not a championship contender. There's, there is no more conversation. So it's like, they did very well, much like the Lakers did very well. But, you know, you're, you're changing the direction of your franchise. So that is what it is. I, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Again, the moment that Woj tweeted out about that Durant and the Nets are trying to figure out what their situation would be in terms of how to move forward. It just screams, this isn't going to work. And then the fact that he added that the Suns over the summer were interested and they've just bought a new owner. like That to me was a clear attempt at the Nets using Woj to leverage the trade market. And no one came close. And you have an, a new owner, new governor who basically just first move, biggest trade in franchise history, or other than maybe Charles Barkley. And I think you could actually argue this is probably, Ooh, well, I mean, well, it's up for Barkley, you, you traded for a guy who won an MVP with your franchise. Yes. So that's a high bar. They still went to the finals. Went to the finals. 92, 93. Um, yep. First so, finals since the 70s. Yeah. As yeah. Andrew says, it's one and one A. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. I think the Nets, you know, they're going to be, oh, they're going to be average to, to good, which in a league where grade is important, like they have assets and they'll be, they're not going to bottom out. There's no reason for them to, especially with the Rockets owning their picks. And I think that's also the, yes, there's an inherent danger with giving up four first round picks and three pick swaps to try to get somewhere. But I think the fact of the matter is a lot of these teams are able to get out of that hole. Because they can just, again, they're comfortable being mid for a little bit and the picks themselves are just not great. Yep. And then it, it validates. It's like, well, at least we didn't give up this. So I think the Nets are in an okay spot. I just, but relatively speaking, like you said, you could talk th- yourself into them being a contender. You can't do that anymore. And the moment Kyrie left, all of the pressure was on Kevin Durant and the praise would have been great because he would have done it like if they won a title, he would have been the guy. Look at everything he went through. Had Harden, he left. Had Kyrie, he left. Got Ben Simmons in the door. Like all these different things. When has when the going gets tough ever been something that Kevin Durant has appreciated? <laughs> like he, he's always taken an easier route, and that's fine. He's he's open to do that. That is his prerogative. He likes playing with the best talent available. And I don't blame him. If I were a basketball player and I were the best, one of the best in my game, I would want to play with the best talent too. I, I'm not faulting him for it. But when Kyrie left, I mean, what were we doing? Trying to get Siakam in the door. I, so maybe he extends. Yeah. Like It just, it all felt so. It was a stretch. Ex- exactly. And, uh, you know, denial isn't just a river in Egypt, John. I have a good friend who's a Nets fan. I was telling him all week, like these tweets are, are weird. You have to acknowledge it. It's a nothing burger. He's not moving, bro. Don't worry about it. I was wrong. I didn't uh, think he was moving. Well, I, I didn't. I look, I didn't think it was going to happen now. I thought maybe in the summer, like a lot of people also thought. Yeah. And then this morning he said, uh, when asked if he's okay, he said, LOL, no, I'm in shambles, which he's the most optimistic person I know. So you can tell this crushed him. And I'm sure a lot of other Nets fans. They should, I, I wouldn't be crushed if I was a Nets fan. I actually like after the drama of the last several years, like I think the team, I think they'll be a fun team. I'm, but I'm, fun doesn't, fun isn't the goal. When you go from a clean sweep with Durant and Irving, and then you trade a lot of your depth for Harden, and you have to deal with all this drama. Yes, it's a it's a relief because you don't have to deal with a lot of this anymore. But also, you have to recognize uh, are we getting marquee free agents. Uh, Josh Richardson to the Pelicans. Well, they got one. They got two marquee free agents once upon a time. I don't know if they're going to get any more. Yeah, but Josh Richardson thing. to the Pelicans. He's a good player. He'll help yeah. them. He'll play. Um, for them. My guess, and I could be wrong, Devontae Graham. 
The money would work. The Pelicans get out of long-term salary. Uh, Steve Popper, by the way, just tweeted out, latest I've heard, and you can trust Popper if you tweet something like this out, is no talk in New York of, of Zach Levine. But since there are lots of voices at MSG and everyone seems to be getting traded in the last hour, who knows? I am going to take that as... The fact that Zach Levine is probably not getting traded to the Knicks. No. Uh, Pelicans trading Devontae Graham's uh, contract. It's far more Devontae Graham's contract at this point than Devontae Graham. And four Bang. seconds to San Antonio. Again, Bang. all these seconds. Yeah. Wild. Um, anyway. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Durant. Back to Durant just for one second. And then we'll move on since it doesn't seem like there's anything else going on with the Knicks at the moment. I think there was a sentiment... Maybe not a large portion of the fan base. Maybe it was a very small portion of the fan base that I just happened to take notice of in the last 24 or however many hours, 12 hours, um, that were peeved slash curious as to why it's like, okay, the Knicks didn't make the Donovan Mitchell trade because they were saving their powder. It needed maybe a better superstar. Durant comes available. Put Durant on this team with like next to, if you could put him next to Julius Randle and the whole thing. And my response has been like, if Kevin Durant doesn't want to come here, uh, Josiah is certainly not going to uh, like send him here of all places. And it doesn't really matter what you could have offered. And by the way, the Knicks like best offer. I don't know how much better the Knicks best offer would have been over and above the Suns offer. I mean, we could sit here and quibble about, you know, the value of Quentin Grimes versus, you know, Macau Bridges and so on and so forth. But like, I just I, I think that's a non-starter. It's not something I even gave a second thought to. I just wanted to toss that out before because it is. I feel like it was a discussion point amongst some segments of the fan base. Yeah, as uh, once a Nick, always a Nick. Kevin Knox goes to the Warriors. Hey. I, <laughs> I agree. With you. How, how about if he wins a championship this year with the Golden State Warriors? Hey, that would extend the. There has been a Nick in the finals for consecutive years, so that works. Um, that's a nice streak. It'd be nicer if the Knicks themselves were able to just be in the finals and maintain that streak before I'm dead, preferably. (laughs) No, but I mean, listen, like that's, that's the thing about this team. I don't, let let me back up. It's one thing to be saying, okay, I can't believe the Knicks didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell to then turn around and trade for Zach Levine. It's another thing to talk about the same package that's being offered for one versus the other. That is a very distinct difference because like I, Emmanuel quickly has turned into a phenomenal player. He would not be here. I understand you'd have Donovan Mitchell. I get it. But when you look at how impactful I, Emmanuel quickly is to this team, and I just think about the bench and everything with how garbage it would be. Um, he's been crucial, but in terms of the nets, I mean, uh, not to John, not to throw a stray at you right here, but as we've talked about, like you are, you are older than the last time the Knicks and the nets traded with each other. Uh, thank you, you for that reminder. You are welcome. I won't say how many years. I'm just going to say you were you were. Well, it had to be before 1983. Well, it, okay, you're you're outing yourself as your age. That's for whatever. That's right. Okay. Well, yes. It, last time was June 22nd, 1983, and you're May 1983. May what 10th? May 10th, 1983. Yeah. There you go. So they, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's a non-starter. Uh, it just it just is. Um. <clears throat> The Knicks are clearly very active in talks right now. Um, I I wonder after getting Hart, do they feel like they're good? We could just take this to the summer, like we we're, we feel good about our team because like we left off last night. And I think both of us felt like something else was going to come, and um, you know, Fred wrote about this Fred Katz of the athletic wrote about this like a couple weeks ago in like a, his like nine questions ahead of the deadline piece. And I think the first question is like, what, what are the Knicks priorities? And I'm sitting here right now. If you were like gun to my head, I don't, I don't know that I could provide a clean, simple answer to that question. Uh, I could, I could say a lot of things of like, well, they want to do this. They want to do this. But like, if you always should like boil it down to one sentence, I'm not sure that I that I could do it or I would feel good about it like being accurate. Yeah. I, well, they're a team that 
they're not going to be pushed around because they know time's on their side. And for a lot of people, they might think like, well, what's the plan, right? You have to get a star in the door. Yeah. I mean, they know that they know that's eventually the sort of thing, but they don't have to do it now. And as you see all these other teams engaging in an arms race, you don't maybe want to rush the process, right? Like maybe they saw, uh, Ananobi as being too expensive for where they're at. So they said, cool, we can get someone who's cheaper and that's exactly what we're going to do. And we feel that he can provide some of the same value. So they did it. There's no rush. That, like they they've made imp- they've made an improvement. They don't have to do it. Um, and on a, as a side note, as we are 30 minutes away from the deadline, um, I think it's really funny that with Mobamba on the Lakers, uh, the Lakers and the Timberwolves will be playing twice this year. And if Austin Rivers is still a member of the Timberwolves, oh my goodness, I'm I'm watching both those games because that would just the tea would be incredible. Get your popcorn ready. Do everything. <laughs> For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- Three six 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 one zero zero. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. 
breakfast with keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. All right. Well, on that note, um, do we want to... Do we want to take some some comments, questions, things of that nature? Um, I, I imagine we have a, a robust crowd here that is probably wondering some things about what's going on. So yeah. why don't we get into that? Starting with Moscow Drug Mule. Great name. John and Jeremy, first time, long time. Yes. Can I just add this one jumped in at, at uh, this one was before the stream started okay. so this is around 1 30 when this came in cool what are your thoughts on trading derrick rose what would be the best destination for him what kind of return would be ideal go nicks um i think they want to try to parlay derrick rose into something i because i don't think it is likely at this point that they are going to pick up his option next year, especially having now just traded for Josh Hart and needing to pay Josh Hart next season. Um, I don't find that to be likely. I think they want to move him and I think they'd rather try to get something for him. I don't know what they could get. Um, so, yeah. I'd say expiring salary for the tax reasons you're alluding to. Wherever he wants to be, I think is ideal for the Knicks in terms of they will try to make it work if they can get the pieces to go through. Yeah, it'd be nice to turn him into something that's more useful of a player. Absolutely. Uh, an, alternate, an alternate route is the Knicks could decide to get more second-round picks. Um, oh. if, it were, if it were a team like Sacramento, they certainly have that available. But um, yeah, ideally, I'd like to see Rose be used to upgrade the roster. I'd be comfortable with the idea of just getting something in return. Second-round picks, if that's the case, not my preference. Make the team better. Jake, if you can, Jake Fisher just reported that the Pacers are going to be have to waive Terry Taylor um, to clear space for their deal with the the Bucks. I like Terry Taylor; he's a good little player. Um, if we have bench spots, that's a guy that I wouldn't mind giving us bench spot to. I got um, one name oh, just very quickly for a bench spot. Who? Eric Paschal. Oh, did he get? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Villanova guy. Yeah, Knicks were interested this summer, good call. right, good with call. Donovan Mitchell, and he waited for a bit. So if they have the spot, he'd make some sense. Uh, Andrew's also telling me this is actually the older super chat. This, so this one came in before we started. Meet Maravich. The Knicks front office paid our players, signed Brunson to an expensive contract, now traded for Brunson's friend, making him happy. Sends a message that says, play here and we'll take care of you. I'm 100% okay with that. I think, um, yeah, I think, didn't, look, Wes, it was reported that at the time that all of these guys were hired by uh, your own Weissman did a lot, uh, a lot of this reporting, like the Knicks are trying to build themselves as a family. And that family has certain ties. Uh, it has, it has ties, many different sorts of ties, agency ties, college ties, you know, um, for just what I, and it, all, all these ties. I think that that's how they like it. I wonder though, what happens if you're on the Knicks and you feel like you're not, does everybody feel like they're part of the family? That's what I would wonder, which is like, there could be a good and a bad side to this. Yeah. Like the implication of family is that they're content, just their little cohort. No, they want to build a good team, but yes. foster a lot of the same <clears throat> beliefs here. And, and the goal is to be good. It's not, you know, have family is never, it's not great to mix business and 
and pleasure in that sense. So yeah, they want to take care of players, but you got to be good in order for you to be taken care of. And the Knicks are taking the next step. Connections are everything, as you're saying. In this world, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And Knicks know a lot of people. It extends pretty far. So, and in comes one Villanova player, out goes another. Yeah. Sorry, Arjun. Well said. Thanks, Meet Maravich. James Choi, points on Josh Hart. Another floor raiser. 3.9 assists, third on the team, instantly helps late game. Can inbound instead of Jalen Brunson. Um, another handler who isn't afraid. In parentheses, Grimes helps our fast break and a great locker room guy. I think you nailed a lot of good points. I was trying to watch as much. Um, I hate saying tape. That makes me sound far more fancier than I am. Like <laughs> going on YouTube and watching like condensed games of of uh, Portland Portland games from like beginning to end. He he does all a lot of little things. He's a really good screen setter. He is really good in transition, as you pointed out last night, Jeremy. And not only finishing transition. I was watching a. a um, highlight clip of or tape of a game they played recently in the last week or two and he was in transition and threw a perfect lob pass from probably 30 feet out or so maybe 25 30 feet out to i forget which of portland's athletic big wings but like perfect pass flushed it um right on the break in stride cuts it ducks in from the corner um ace uh, zulo had a great um package of clips earlier today that he put out about um, he's how good of a cutter he is. We know about the offensive rebounding. And I, I think it needs to be said, coming into this season, career 41% shooter from the corners. This season, it has not been great. He's like a 32% from the corners this season. And the other thing is he hasn't shot a lot of corner threes this year. He's shot a lot more in years past. Not a ton, but more. I, mean, I wonder if they'll want him to fire away from the corner if he's open when he gets here. I would imagine they would. Yeah, uh, all great points to add on, you know, this season's 79th percentile in assist percentage and 96th percentile in assist to usage uh, ratio. That's fantastic. Of course, the flip side, high turnover rate, you know, 11th percentile in turnover, uh, turnover percent, uh, percentage. But yeah, you know, I mean, the more I think about this as well, you know, like, I analyzed what sending out protected first round picks usually gets you and mentioned how Herder is the type of guy that gets you a protected first round pick. Uh, same with Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon's another name like Hart fits right in with that crowd where he's a good player, good rotation piece costs you a protected first round pick. That's fine. When we can talk about what cam should have, or what we were hoping you would be. That's kind of moot right now. It's what he is. And what he is is outside of the rotation. He now gets a chance to play in Portland. The, on the surface level, first thought wasn't super keen on it. The more I've dug into it, the more I found things I really enjoy. So I'm, I'm like happy it. with it. I like it. Uh, thanks, James. Excited to watch him play. I'll reiterate what I said last mm -hmm. night. Robert Cross, note to GMAC. Oh, this must be Robert Cross's least favorite day of the year. If the Knicks trade for Zach Levine, you may live stream me throwing my TV out the window on the February Patreon town hall. Hashtag 53 wins. Can we get that in writing? Yes. Need your signature, Robert. Um, this is a great tweet. Um, as we get the next super chat up there, Mark, um, Mark K, who covers the the Bulls <laughs> tweeted uh, a little while ago. I'm convinced the Bulls could trade Zach Levine for Derek Rose in a second rounder and half the fan base would rejoice. Obviously, he's being facetious because the money doesn't work there, but that tells you what Bulls fans think of Zach Levine or some Bulls fans think of Zach Levine. Now, is that completely unfair given what many Knicks fans, including myself, thought of Julius Randle not too long ago? And some still think of Julius Randle? You know, um, Hamdi M, what the heck is going on with the NBA? How could we focus on work with all this going on? Can we make the trade deadline a national holiday? Love it. I, I would be in favor of that. Kind of is a holiday for us. It is. Yeah. Working holiday. <laughs> <laughs> for, well, for a two hour holiday for me before I go back to work. There you yes. go. Uh, before I go get my daughter from, uh, from daycare of, oh, from Jersey. Bay for five second rounders means OG to Golden State. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I think, who had that? Was Shams that Fisher? That, about, what? Shams said that OG Shams, was a, thank you. Yeah. a you know, interest for the, the Warriors. Oh, boy. 
you want to talk about a Western Conference arms race. Um, I would assume that that would be the nice thing about OG. It doesn't make that much. So you could you could probably do Kuminga, Moody. I don't know what Toronto's salary situation or uh, roster spot situation is, but you could probably do Kuminga, Moody, and I think you might need a little bit more money. Um, but, you know, Warriors have some firsts to trade. That would be wild. Mason Plumlee to the Clippers. Oh, that's probably Reggie Jackson, right? Because he's the only guy who doesn't have expiring salary. Or who does have expiring salary, right? I don't see why the, the Hornets would have traded um, an expiring player's salary for a non-expiring. Uh, especially when they're very cheap. And they have to pay uh, PJ Washington this year. Yep. And he who shall not be named is also a candidate to be paid as well. Oh, yes. Lamelo Ball. Hey, uh, good sure job enough, by you, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Well done, sir. Um, tip of the cap. Kevin Danishevsky, I'd be okay if RJ went out for Levine. I'm shocked, Kevin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to be clear, I, I would... I mean, I would I would need to know what else was in the trade and if there was really any material draft compensation, I would almost certainly almost certainly really dislike it. Even not even considering that, I'm not sure. I just and again, I'm lower on RJ than a lot of people, but I just the Levine man is is it's not my cup of tea. Uh, get a star without having to pay a premium. But if Quentin Grimes goes out, I will fume another ball dominant, no defense guy with RJ. Yeah. I guess what does having to pay a premium mean, right? Like, it wouldn't just be RJ. There'd be other assets involved. But hey, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And like, if we get to it, $40 million a year in its own sense, just the literal money that you're paying him is a, that's a, that is a lot of money um, for a for a, a a guy that I I wonder if there are just front offices out there who are like yeah we don't want to be in the Zach Levine business so regardless of anything else I, I you know Sam Garcia I don't want any part of Levine appropriately timed comment there thank you Sam Garcia does the whole Garcia family feel that way I, I I'll need a we need know, an answer full, I'll need a full accounting yeah. of everybody's mom opinions. dad yeah <laughs> roommate Hush Zoo is RJ possibly in a deal for Levine. Um, do you need a third team? As we went through, you don't need a third team. Um, third team might make things easier, but yeah, you don't. Bobby Lynch, five second rounders for Levine, guys. The Wiseman thing, man, it's amazing. This freaking team can maybe trade for OG Ananobi. I think we could agree they probably have enough to trade for OG Ananobi, whether they want to or not is up to them. And I don't know, would they be title favorites? They'd be on the short list. And after winning the championship last year, and they bumble fucked that pickup so badly <laughs> with Weissman. It's amazing. You don't have to be perfect, obviously, to win in the NBA. Yeah. I, I got to say, though, seeing all these second round picks be traded, like, I can't help but think about when the Knicks use second round picks to to get into the draft and how everyone kind of freaked out. And now we're just seeing the value. It just, I don't know. There's a disconnect there that, that bothers me, but I'll deal with that on my own. <laughs> like they weren't, they, they no, like they, they have no value, but they have some value and then they're great. Like it's just, they, whatever. Yeah. I think the, <laughs> that I says article I'd read like the value of second round picks in the NBA, because like, I don't, it seems like there maybe is not a whole lot of consensus um, and there, we should maybe spend more time thinking about that, which yeah. apparently you will. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Uh, Ryan Wong. What's going on, Ryan? Greetings from Japan at now past 4 a.m. God bless you. This was not one of my brightest decisions, <laughs> but I can't sleep when we're under an hour from mortgaging the future for Levine. <laughs> Shake my head over under 0.5 Knicks traded by three. Um, not counting Cam. I will go... I mean, Jesus, we're 16 minutes away. I'll go, I'll go over with very little conviction. I'll be a contrarian and go under. Yeah, I figured you would. But hey, one of us will be right. One of us will be right. <laughs> DJ MKC, Zach would be a Mare 2.0. Bad legs for over $200 million. I mean, you might not be wrong. I... I 
I, I think back to the again, not perfectly analogous and not perfectly analogous, but the Clippers trading Blake Griffin when it was clear after they signed that contract that they maybe wanted to move on. And again, seems like the Bulls are, are uh, not very married to Zach Levine. Thanks, DJ. Um, Manny Campos. If the Knicks get Levine and it costs us RJ slash OB and picks that aren't their own, is it a bad move? Still leaves us with ammo to make another move down the line. I need to, I need to see what the what uh, what the picks are. So I guess okay. So you're, at, you're so you're asking all the protected picks, RJ, Obi, and salary. If that was the trade, what what say you, Jeremy? I'm a little How bit many on protected the picks. Which ones are we talking about? So let's let's say three of the four. Three of the four. Um, okay. Well, again, I'm not trying to be a stickler, but like, so the, do the Knicks now not have a pick in this year's draft? That's oh, that's interesting. Which again, even if they did not, once the draft passes, they could still trade four Correct. first round picks. Just to be clear All about right. that. I will say this. If it's the non-Mavericks pick... It's a lot. It's probably too much. Probably. Are you moving Fournier? Yeah. But see, I, I think that I'll put it this way. I think that Obi, the way they value Obi would imply that this would be too much, right? Because they're looking for draft equity with Obi. Yeah. Levine's a good player. It's the, we can't talk about the player without talking about the contract and the injuries. And the fact and, that he does not have a successful track record as a quote unquote winning player. I was about to say, you can't talk risks. about the player without talking about the player. <laughs> and like, oh. it's not, it's not, he's not his stats. Like he's, there's more yeah. going on here. You know, I, it's not to cut you off, but like Chris, yeah, no, Chris Haynes saying uh, no deal for John Collins because no one wants him and the Hawks don't want to give up anything to get rid of him. So their season of mid continues. But I, I so wild. Manny, to answer your question, I feel pretty uncomfortable with that. I understand you keep your unprotected picks. It's great. It just, it seems like a lot. It's the sort of trade that I, there's a part of me that would be like, you got to do that trade. And if we did the trade, I'd be like, I don't really like this. <laughs> And it's not even that I dislike Levine that much. Like I, I just, I don't know that I, I don't know that I want to root for him on my basketball team. I get it. You know, so it's uh, yeah. Entering Tuesday, for whatever it's worth, uh, in his last thirty-two games, Levine was averaging twenty-five, five, and four on forty-nine, thirty-nine, eighty-five splits. That's really good. That's, like, really that's good. phenomenal. That's good. But that's not the concern. The concern is what happens a year from now, two years from now. Three years from now, when you're paying someone who's paid like an all, like a, a serious, serious all star with a max contract, and there's a lot of max contracts out there, but this is a, a rough one with the injury. You're paying him for less than that production. Uh, you're paying that for someone who's also turning 28, I believe, this month or next month. Uh, it's just, it, I got to know it. I got to see it. I'll know it when I see it. And it's also, there's a different type of opportunity cost, which is like, if you're trading for Zach Levine, you're trading for Zach Levine to have the ball in his hands a lot. Like that is who Zach Levine is. He's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. There is the opportunity cost of if the ball in his, his hands and I get, he's a very efficient player, but like, what does that mean for you in the larger ecosystem? I, it, and the trickle down effect and who like, and again, but as you said, it could be, a, it probably almost certainly would be or at least in their hope, a stepping stone to something else. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I know this is the NBA trade deadline, but I, I think the Rangers just made a trade. Seriously. <laughs> For uh, Tarasenko. Vladimir Tarasenko. Of yes. The St. Louis blues. Bravo. New York Rangers. You don't have to know who that is, John. <laughs> uh, a lot of you won't care about hockey, yeah, but it's just funny to me that, on the day of a major trade deadline for the for one MSG team, uh, the other one got Tarasenko. Got much better so, too. Yeah, much yeah. better too. That's enough hockey talk for right now. But okay, just just funny. 
Let's keep it going. Um, we're almost uh, d- almost to DJ here. Lunas Amarat, uh, very thankful that my boss is also a huge NBA fan. <laughs> Good job by him. Um, Mars Paskoff, can we take a minute to laugh at the Nets? I think we did that already. Done, yeah. Jeremy made a good point. And also, what? I agree with John. I actually like what the Nets have done with the pieces. The The ceiling being what it is now is gone. But Jeremy, Jeremy made a good point. Let's get past 3 o'clock first. Mm-hmm. Then maybe we'll take a minute. Hey, let's, let's, let's get past 310. You know whatever. baseball. Let's yeah, get yeah, all, yeah, I yeah. agree. Rosenthal, you know John my Heyman, point. You know Jeff the point Pascal, I'm making. Let's, 100%. Let the dust settle. Yes. And if the Nets are long, no longer contenders after the city went under new management, then, you know, we can celebrate the fall of the Empire then. So, there you go. Um, thank you, Mars. Lunas Emirat wanted to say something that between Donovan last summer and then doing uh, a cheap deal with uh, L.A., that if I end up in hell, the first thing I'm doing is hunting down Danny Ainge. <laughs> That's great, but I'm sorry. Just the woes of uh, Peyton, Gary Payton going back to the Warriors and they're using se- five second round picks. I didn't know the Warriors had... Oh, wait. Is they it got it five? from the from Sadiq Bay. So they so just I, turned Sadiq Bay... They just turned Wiseman turned into Gary James, Payton? They turned James Wiseman. Oh my God. James <laughs> Wiseman into Gary Payton. So they basically paid five second round picks to trade Wiseman for the player that they had in the building and then let go to Portland and now is back with their team. That's um, the next level. Uh, six late, late years ahead. Yeah. The Warriors are routing Kevin Knox to the Blazers via multi-team deal with the Pistons. Look at that. Kevin Knox and Cam Reddish. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Teammates. They were traded for each other, and now they're teammates. Incredible. Amazing. They can both say, hey, remember how we were in New York? Yeah, that was, was a great experience. Remember yeah, we were in Atlanta? Say, yeah, sure that was also gonna, not a great experience. I'm sure they're going to reflect glowingly on that. Yeah. Thanks, Lunas. Um... I hear you, by the way. That was a good, good comment. Brian Benjamin, I don't want injury-plagued Zach Levine um, or Bogdanovich. We're not, uh, we're not in win. We're not win now ready yet. Um, I'm already afraid Tibbs might play more, play hard more than IQ because he loves vets. He likes winning players. Emmanuel quickly is a winning player, has become an instrumental winning player for him of late. Um He's going to play guys that help him win. Usually that's veteran players. Right now, it's Emmanuel quickly. I'm not terribly worried right now. Agreed. And also the Knicks are win now. They're just not win now at by any means necessary. Like their goal is to win. It's just it's not win or else. Um, don't mean to nitpick. I just I think there's a clear distinction because they want to win games and they're going to do that now that they've made the Josh Hart trade. At least that's the intention. Um, so we've got seven minutes. Seven Mythic minutes, Monty. Did, Dur- <laughs> did Durant, um, <clears throat> did Durant pairing up with Kevin, no Knicks target Devin Booker make the front office reevaluate which stars will become available in the near future? So Levine, uh, that's a lot. That's a, that's a bridge a little bit too far for me. That is a bridge way too far for me. I don't think good news. Ian Begley. On Zach Levine, Knicks communicated to someone earlier this afternoon that trade for Levine was highly unlikely to happen. So there we go. Interesting. I'll say this for for Durant and Booker and all of that. I think if you're a Knicks fan, you are rooting for the. You were rooting for this type of trade to happen because the the Suns window is the duration of Durant's contract which is through 2026 um maybe something happens before then where he's like an expiring the team blows up it's going to be hard for them to retool but right now they they don't have a lot of ways to build the team better there there's not a ton of depth like to me this is a squad in phoenix that is built for the next two to three years what happens after that that's where, but but then that's the issue, right? 
I'm sitting here saying to fans, oh, well, you know, maybe you can wait two to three more years. And I'm sure fans are like, no, we're, we're not waiting that long. So you don't bank on it on a player like Devin Booker to say, all right, our window's closed. I want to get out of here. But it's something to consider. It's something to think about. They don't have to push their chips to the middle of the table right now. They've got time. Evaluate it in a few years. And if something better comes up, go for it. Well said. Um, Forgotten NYC, Detroit stocking up on lotto busts, LOL. Um, well, so wait, Wiseman is in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Along with Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Uh, Marvin Bagley, uh, Jalen Duran, and Isaiah Stewart. Mm. I don't know if Duran would get there, but yeah. Well, they, yeah, they had Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of size. It is. That's that's what Weaver loves. He loves those, you know, reclamation projects and larger players. I Good luck so. to him. Yeah, I guess. Um, thanks for guiding. Uh, Bat Batman, I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Hi from the UK, longtime follower. Want to say great work and thanks for being my daily Knicks fix. Tough to get good ball talk in the countryside here. Um, well, thank you for making us part of your regular, you know, regular palette. I don't know. No, not palette. Palette's the wrong word. Your regular whatever you consume. Um, I, I clearly can't talk because I'm going on three and a half hours sleep. <laughs> Should be a fun rest of the day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the countryside. I like when people from the UK refer to it as the countryside. It, may, it makes it feel like someplace I really want to visit. Who doesn't yeah. like going to the countryside? It's beautiful. Lake District, all of it. It's great. Uh, Big surge. Covington and a first for Toppin. Clippers get their new Blake. I don't know about that. Uh, And we get a veteran whose potential isn't wasting away behind Randall. Um, I'm I'm not in love with Covington. I think Covington is right where he needs to be in Clipperland. I don't think they're looking to recreate Lob City with the way they've assembled that team. Um, You know, I think I do look, we'll see if Obi Toppin gets moved in the next four minutes. Um, Bones Highland, who is a, an imperfect offense first, very much an offense first young player with two and a half years left on his rookie deal. Does not make any money. And he is seen by some as like, not maybe a guy that you want on the floor. Like, so the Nuggets obviously traded him because I, they didn't have confidence he was going to be able to be a big-time piece for them as they pursued a championship. So there's obviously a ceiling on that sort of player. Um, but he's a he's a guy who makes an impact. Went for two second-round picks. Now, I'm not trying to compare Obi Toppin to Bones Highland, very different players, but I think you would characterize Obi Toppin as a primarily offensive player in, his, in what he brings more than what he brings on the other end. And that uh, if a team is trying to win a championship and trying to forecast, well, who are the guys that are going to play for me in like a high-level playoff series? I'm not sure that Obi Toppin, what he has shown thus far in the NBA, is such that you would have all the confidence in the world at that. So that's, I think that valuation is interesting. And I think as we've heard over the last few days that the Knicks have talked to teams or whatever about Obi Toppin and that I think there was a report that I saw somewhere today from Ian, it was from Ian, that they're asking prices very high. It does not shock me in the least that Obi Toppin is still here because I don't think anyone wants to pay that. And it may not be all about the fact that like it's, you know, the Knicks have completely ruined this player. I mean, other teams, they could watch the tape. They could visualize what might this player look like in our system. They is can't really? They, really? Again, if, if he's playing are, one way, I'm not saying teams are stupid, but you're showing them exactly. You're showing them what you are turning Obi into, not what Obi is capable of. Right? Obi fits the role that Tibbs confines him to, and so when teams are looking at him, they can only really see what he's doing. They can imagine what else is there, but it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. If someone like Tibbs says, "I want you to play this way," and that's not the way Obi Toppin would be playing. He inherently loses value because he is that role, but he is more than that. And if you don't give him the opportunity to at least do more, this is why so I wanted him to be dealt because he's not going to be able to expand here. I agree. He's not much of a role, but his role is different from maybe what he has to offer. It might not be his full arsenal. And it's impossible for us to get a glimpse of that when he's only playing the role. And so he's being the good soldier. 
He's playing the role he's asked to play, but we can't visualize him in the context and say that's all that he is because that's all that we see. So there's my, more to his game. There has always been more to his game coming into the NBA. I agree. So, so, if, we're, then, so if we're sitting here and saying that, why isn't another? Why isn't a front office saying there's more to this guy? We have the tape. We've seen snippets of it throughout two and a half years in the pros. Let's take a chance on that. It won't cost us a lot. We'll get him for we'll get him for a late first round pick. Um, but you're you know, saying or, or it won't, some equivalent. You're saying it won't cost a lot, but now you're charging a higher amount, right? Like, of course, the team's going to sit there and say we want to pry Obi Top away from the Knicks because we don't feel that they're valuing him in the way that he wants to be. That just may not be anywhere near what the Knicks are looking for, right? The Knicks could easily be looking for a, a late first round pick. How many of these teams are actually comfortable giving that up considering what they're seeing? It well, could get, just be, hey, we want to screw the Knicks over because, hey, they're, they're barely using OB to begin with. We can get in there. We could turn something like that's their job. It's to take something and, that's lower in value, <laughs> increase the value and have it be better than that. And, and my point is that for as much as they may be interested in screwing the Knicks over, they are far more interested in bettering their own situation. And if there was a team out there that looked at OB Toppin, even only seeing what they see from him now, I think teams are smart enough and 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 um have enough foresight to you know see beyond what they've actually seen from the player on the court and anticipate what might he be if he was used in this different scenario and my point like the fact that nobody is doing that um is just interesting to me that's all it's but i'm look not at, look at how many teams have just traded second round picks right like we saw all these players be traded for second round picks. And now we're talking about the idea of a late first round pick where it's like, it's not, there's a disconnect here. That's the issue. There's a value okay. disconnect. And that's why I think the Knicks are responsible for getting Obi into the game more. That's how you do it. Okay. And I just don't see a path for them to do it. I think this falls under a agreed disagree, but I, I hear what you're saying. 